A quick note before you dive into today's episode. While I will always be an advocate for multi-passionates embracing their talents as a gift, not a burden, I have decided that I'm no longer going to run a business with that as the goal. Please note that as you listen to any episodes, any of the offers that I have expressed, especially my coaching program, which I've talked about in many episodes, those are no longer relevant as my business is closing. If you'd like to stay connected, come and find me on LinkedIn. The link will be added across the show notes in all episodes. Be well. Goal setting. Does it even work? Are smart goals still a thing? And what if setting goals constantly leaves you feeling defeated instead of inspired? We're going to unpack all of that in today's episode, and I'll give you a refreshing way to think about setting goals as a multi-passionate person. I want for this to feel energizing and approachable for you instead of something that you dread or don't even want to think about. Welcome to Multi-Passionate Mastery. I'm your host, Yana Joy. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back. Today's episode is inspired by a question that was asked inside of the Multi-Passionate Mastery Club, which is my brand new membership community inspired by this podcast and its community of listeners, as well as my private coaching clients. I wanted to create a space where I could give you all the gift of one another, where I could introduce you to more multi-passionate so that you can feel less alone in your experience and where we could all dive deeper into topics that are discussed here on the show. And a question that came up inside of the club was, how do I approach goal setting as a multi-passionate person? So we've been talking about this for a few weeks now inside of the club, and I've been thinking about it and compiling my best tips to share with you here on the podcast. If you have not heard about the Multi-Passionate Mastery Club, please consider this your invitation. I would love for you to join us. It's a space where you can connect with fellow multi-passionates, where we dive deeper into the topics discussed here on the podcast, but it's also a space where you can ask questions like this, where you can be in discussion and be in community and bring things that are you know, on your heart that you're moving through and you can share it with a group and we can kind of all be in a dialogue about it. So if you don't have a place like that and you're a multi-passionate person, come and hang out with us inside of the club. You can click the link in the show notes to get all the information about how to join, and I would love to see you inside. All right, so let's start with what you might already know about goal setting, which is to set SMART goals. Maybe you've heard that before. SMART is an acronym that stands for goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So there's nothing wrong with that concept, but I will say that it's pretty vague. When I look at those words, I'm just like, okay, (laughs) that can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. And like with most traditional tools, when it comes to time management or productivity or goal setting, I'm sure that this was created for people who are already pretty organized And it definitely was not created specifically with multi-passionates in mind because very few of these frameworks are, right? So let's explore other ways that you can approach goal setting that could potentially work a little bit better for you if setting SMART goals just is not doing it. Before we get into the practical side of goal setting, let's talk about the mindset that's needed to approach this process in order for it to feel energizing and refreshing, like I mentioned and not feel daunting to you. 
So when you think about setting goals, remember that it's about who you are becoming as you work toward the goal, not the goal itself. In my coaching program, Prioritize and Thrive, which is where I coach clients directly, that's more advanced than what you'll find in the membership. It's where you find a full solution to knowing which projects to start with first and you get complete access to my priority mapping method. So inside of that program, we have an entire lesson that's called Let Your Projects Be Your Teachers. So this is something that I talk about with my clients because it's really important to focus on who you are becoming as you are working on whatever project you're working on. The same goes for goal setting. Let the process of working towards that goal be a teacher in your life. Otherwise, every moment that you spend not having the goal achieved can feel like torture. Think about what qualities you might develop on your way to the goal. What new things are you going to learn about yourself? What did you approach differently than you would have in the past? Those types of questions can be answered independently of whether or not you accomplish the finished product of the goal that you set. If setting goals leaves you feeling defeated, that's something to keep in mind. Yes, you set a goal. Of course, you're going to move toward that. But who are you becoming on the way to that goal? How can the goal that you have set be a teacher in your life? Another important mindset shift is going to happen when you take time to consider the value that your goal represents. This is really important. So let's take, for example, the value that my goal of running a successful business or having a certain number of clients enroll when I reopen doors to my coaching program that I mentioned. Let's say that that's my goal. If I think about the underlying value there, of course, it's to help multi-passionates change their lives, to help them finally solve the issue of not knowing which project to start on first, so that they can start taking action and get rid of all the overthinking. Of course, you know, of course I want to help people. But when it comes to my personal development and who I'm going to be, who I'm becoming as I work toward that goal, what value is there? When I think about that, it's the value that I believe in myself and my work enough to continue to put myself out there. So having this unshakable belief in myself, that's the value that that goal represents. Regardless of how many people end up enrolling in the program when doors open, I have had unshakable belief in myself to the point where I put myself out there again and again and again and said, hey, this is how I can help and I'm sharing my work, right? So that's a personal example and I hope that helps it land for you. The next time that you go to set a goal, pause and make the choice that you're going to focus on who you're becoming as you move toward the goal. Then assign a value to the goal that can be honored independently of the outcome. So we haven't even set a goal yet, (laughs) right? But laying this foundation, laying this groundwork is going to be very supportive for you, for you to have a mindset that feels nourished and for you to go into it with a positive outlook, basically. So please take that step. It's very important. Tip number two, having clear priorities comes before goal setting. So if you're wondering, how do you know that this is the right goal for you right now? How do you make sure that you're setting the right goal 
that you make progress in the direction of your overarching bigger goals, if you're asking those questions, if you're wondering, well, what goal do I set to make sure that I'm ultimately moving toward my bigger vision? That's a signal to me that maybe you don't have your priorities clearly defined. When you have your priority clearly defined first, then you can utilize the goals that you set either as milestones that you hit as you move toward that priority. You're keeping that priority in mind and you're setting goals as milestones. You can do it that way or you can use your goals that you're setting as larger overarching guiding forces that make it really easy to keep that priority top of mind. But either way, you want to know what you're prioritizing first so that the goals that you set become something that you're using to keep your priority a priority. This is where we are getting more specific into how to set goals as multi-passionate. Multi-passionate creatives tend to struggle with setting priorities and then continuing to understand what order things are going to happen in. It's because we have so many ideas all the time. There's so many different inputs. There's so much that we want to create and so much that we want to do all at once. Add to that, being emotionally attached to all of our ideas, right? It gets really tricky. And this is why I've created the priority mapping method. This is why I host this podcast. This is why I work with clients. This is why I do everything I do to help remedy this, to help solve this. So I'm telling you right now, it's important to understand this piece if you are a multi-passionate person. I'm gonna repeat myself here because it's important. Priorities first. You're gonna utilize your goals either as milestones that you're hitting as you honor that priority that you have created or you're gonna use your goals as overarching guiding forces that make it easy to keep that priority top of mind. That way you're not shifting through your priorities constantly and making all these changes along the way and then not creating momentum in any direction. Let's use an example. So let's say that your current priority is to move into a new apartment or a house. If you're using your goals as a milestone that you'll hit while you honor your priority, then maybe you set a goal of contacting at least five leasing offices per week to set up property viewings, right? So your priority is to move into a new space So your goal is I'm going to contact at least five leasing offices and that would be a milestone that you're hitting, right? Now, if you're gonna use your goal as an overarching guiding force that makes it easy to keep your priority top of mind, then you might just say, okay, well, my goal is to move into a new home by this specific date. Either way, or you can do both. So you could say my overarching goal is to move into a new home by this specific date My goal for the end of this month is to contact at least five leasing offices and set up property viewings or whatever I said. If your goals are random and they have nothing to do with the priorities that you've set, it probably feels like you're splitting your energy and you're not making progress toward what you've prioritized. Or on the other hand, if you're setting goals without having priorities in place first, then you're likely questioning yourself and wondering if what you're working towards is the right thing or the thing that makes the most sense for what you have currently going on in your life. So priorities come first. Priorities help with creating that clarity that you need for setting goals that you want to intentionally work toward. Again, I do have a coaching program that is specifically designed to support multi-passionates in creating clear priorities And knowing which project to start with first, it's called Prioritize and Thrive. 
At the time of recording this, doors are closed as I update the curriculum, but you can get on the wait list to be the first to know when doors open. And if you want a way to stay connected until then and you want to enjoy some entry-level trainings, entry-level content, be in community, and dive deeper into the podcast, you can join the Multi-Passion Mastery Club while you wait for my larger, more in-depth program to open. Let's move into the next tip. Tip number three when it comes to goal setting as a multi-passionate is don't mistake planning for doing. Sometimes setting goals can feel overwhelming because as you're setting the goal and you're starting to feel into what it's going to take in order to accomplish that goal, you're already exhausted. You're exhausted in advance. What you want to keep in mind is that planning and goal setting, when I say planning, I mean goal setting, that has a different energy than the actual doing, the executing of the tasks that are going to lead to accomplishing the goal. So when you're setting your goal, You're looking at the outcome, the finished product. It can sometimes feel like this big, kind of intimidating thing. When you're taking action, you're not going to approach the goal as one big project. I mean, I hope that you're not going to do that. Ideally, you'll break the project down into small, actionable steps that will support you in being able to move forward in a way that doesn't feel super overwhelming. You'll take one small step after another and then another one, right? So That's really important to remember. If you are not sure about how to balance your goals along with your day-to-day life, then maybe it's because you're looking at the ultimate big picture goal instead of the individual smaller steps that you're going to take as you work toward that goal. So just remember that there's a difference between planning and doing Keep them separate in your mind. As you're setting the goal, you can even say to yourself, let me stop, let me pause, let me take a break, let me take a breath because I'm getting overwhelmed just thinking about this, but I don't have to carry out all the steps right now. Right now, I'm just setting a goal. When I'm ready to take action, I'll choose the first step. I'll break this down into small manageable pieces And I will get as granular as I need to so that it fits in with the fabric of what I have going on in my life. So if you have a lot of things happening in outside circumstances, you're being pulled in this direction and that direction, then you might have to really break your goals down super, super small to tiny, tiny little steps. And that's fine. We'll actually talk a little bit more about that later. Or if you have a lot of spaciousness and, you know, it's like, the season of you. You get to do whatever you want. You have a lot of freedom. Maybe you don't have any kids yet. (laughs) Um, You know, you have a lot of just spaciousness in your calendar. Then you can take larger steps. You can maybe move a little bit faster or you can bite off larger chunks of that goal. And that might feel really good for you. But either way, when you're setting the goal, you don't have to make every single decision that is going to go into getting there all at once. So give yourself that break and try to keep that separate in your mind. There's a difference between planning and doing. Okay, so, so far we have covered why focusing on who you're becoming on the way to the goal is so important, identifying the deeper values that your goals hold, the importance of having prioritization come before goal setting, and then separating planning from doing so that you don't get overwhelmed in advance. 
I have two more tips to share with you that are key to goal setting as a multi-passionate. Let's take a quick break and then we'll get into those. Hey, if you're enjoying this episode of the Multi-Passionate Mastery Podcast, I'd love it if you could take a moment to share it with a friend. All you have to do is find the share icon on whatever platform you're listening on, copy that link, and paste it in a text to whoever this episode makes you think about. I'm on a mission to prove that sharing content that we love with people that we care about is the best way to grow a podcast. Will you help me on that mission by sharing this episode? Do it right now before you forget. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And if you're that friend listening, hey, nice to meet you. All right, let's get back into the episode. Welcome back. So you've set your goal. Now, what does that mean for your day-to-day task? And again, how do you balance your more ambitious goals with the demands of your day-to-day life? Along with remembering that you don't have to carry out each step the goal requires all at once, it can be helpful to set a big goal and then ask yourself, okay, what's phase one? What is phase one of this specific goal? Then take action from that place versus looking at the goal as a whole. And I mean this literally, literally ask yourself, what is phase one? And then after you understand what phase one of getting to the goal looks like, then take action. That's going to solve so much for you if setting goals feels overwhelming. Just giving yourself permission to do it in phases is going to be a huge relief for you. And then a bonus tip, as we were speaking about just a minute ago, is to break down that phase into even smaller pieces when it comes to your day-to-day actions that you're taking. I want you to think of this like microdosing your goal. <laughs> so fun fact, I actually microdosed psilocybin mushrooms for an entire year. I stopped when I became pregnant because for the safety of my child, but I loved it. I loved microdosing. It was really great for my creativity. It was amazing for my focus. It was amazing for my mental health. And so I would take capsules that had a very, very small amount of magic mushrooms in them. I have no problem saying that here. I I totally stand behind all the science behind it. Um, And it was just a wonderful thing that I did for my mental health, to be honest. So I would take the capsule and I wouldn't feel the effects of the magic mushrooms. I wouldn't be like on a psychedelic trip um, or anything like that, but it had a compounding effect over time. So I would take one capsule every couple of days and over time it had a compounding effect. I felt my my brain kind of re- rewiring. I felt my mental health improving. I felt my creativity increasing. And so I want you to think of how can you microdose your goal? What microdose can you take? What action? It's basically like a small action, but microdose your goal is just a cool concept. So go with me on this, please. What can what little microdose can you do today <laughs> that will go toward your goal? So let's go back to our example of moving into a new a new house or an apartment. Your microdose for that day might be, all right, I'm going to download an app that has listings, one of these, you know, apartment hunter apps. 
Then the next day, your microdose might be to browse all the listings and select a few favorites. The next day, your microdose is to reach out to just one and so on and so on, right? So how can you microdose your goals? What is the amount that you can do that might not feel like it's making a huge impact in the moment, but has a compounding effect? That's the question that we're asking. Let's use a business analogy. I want to give you a couple of examples to really bring this home. So let's say that I've created a priority that I want to grow my audience. That is my priority. And my goal is to collaborate with four people over the next quarter. In this example, I'm using my goal as a milestone point, right? So my micro, my microdose for that day might be to make a list of the people in my network who I think could be great collaborators. And then I just leave it there. The next microdose that I do might be a brain dump of all my creative collaboration ideas. Then maybe the next microdose of my goal is I look at the brain dump and I see what really sticks out. What do I actually want to do on this list? The next microdose of my goal could be checking out some of the content from my potential collaborators on my list so that I'm aware of what they have going on. Eventually, all those little microdoses are going to have a compounding effect of at least a few collaborations happening and leading to audience growth. So I've utilized my goal to create a milestone that honors my priority, and I'm just microdosing, 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 taking small steps that might not even feel like much the day that I'm doing it, but it has an overall compounding effect. I know I just said microdose a thousand times, <laughs> but I really think that this is a fun concept. Maybe it's because I have had such an amazing personal experience with actual microdosing, but you could make this really fun. You could make little cards or graphics that represent these small doses. And if you are completely anti-microdosing, if that scares you or if that feels like it's just not your vibe, then come up with another analogy right? Like maybe you could think of it as a little bit of pixie dust that you're just sprinkling on to this magic goal that you've set. Whatever rocks your boat. Like the example that I'm giving aligns with me and I love it so much. So I stand behind it. But if it doesn't vibe with you, take it and shift it and change it until it does. That's totally fine. Basically, the concept is taking tiny, tiny, tiny bits of action that have a compounding effect. And I know that that's not a new concept, but again, what I want for you to do is to combine all of these tips together and allow this to be a refreshing new way to think about goal setting. For those of you who are members of the club and you're listening to this, I want to know how this lands for you. So definitely chime in on our deep dive thread. When you hear this, go into the club, look for that thread and let's be in conversation. If you're not a member of the club, what are you waiting for? Please join today so that you can be a part of this conversation too. We're going to be diving deeper into all these topics over there inside of the club. Okay, I have one more tip for you. And this might actually be the most important thing about goal setting as a multi-passionate. That is to stay flexible. Know upfront that your goals might change as your priorities shift. And that's okay. Know that you might need to pivot at some point, and that's okay. 
I talk a lot about this on my episode titled How to Stop Feeling Flaky as a Multi-Passionate, so I'm actually not going to go much deeper into it here. I'll link to that episode in the show notes if you want to get into that topic a little bit more, but it is so important to stay flexible and stay fluid and honor your multi-passionate nature, especially when it comes to something that can feel very rigid and concrete like setting goals. You always have the opportunity to change your mind. No one can take that power away from you. Okay, that is it for this episode. I'm going to do a quick recap of all the points that I mentioned. But before I do that, I want to invite you again to join the conversation inside of the Multi-Passionate Mastery Club. That's where we're going to be diving deeper into what was shared on this episode. Each episode has its own thread where we have a group discussion and go deeper into the topics. It feels like we're all gathering in a bustling co-working space that has luscious plants all around and we all have like our favorite beverage and we're just rolling up and chatting and hanging out. It's a really fun vibe. So if you want that energy in your life, come and join the Multi-Passionate Mastery Club so we can dive deeper into the topics that are happening over here on the podcast. And there's so much more that's included, but you know, you can go see for yourself by clicking the link in the show notes. All right, so here's a quick recap of how to set goals as a multi-passionate person. Number one, focus on who you're becoming on the way to the goal. Number two, identify the deeper value that your goals hold. Number three, remember prioritization comes before goal setting. Number four, separate planning from doing in your mind. Number five, Think about what phase one of your goal is and take action from that place. Number six, microdose your goals. Take microdose levels of action toward your goals. And number seven, stay fluid and stay flexible, knowing that you will always have the power to change your mind. Okay, hop over into the Multi-Passionate Mastery Club and let me know what you thought of this episode. Let's dive deeper into this. If you're not a member of the club, Click the link in the show notes to join us. I'm also going to link to a few other resources in the show notes. So go ahead and browse and see what you might want to check out. All right, that's it for this episode and I'll see you next time. 